Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Radio Geonosis, where we talk about Star Wars from a certain point of view. I'm Angie. I'm David. I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Star Wars top, your favorite Star Wars top 10 songs. But before we do that, David is going to tell us what's been going on in Star Wars this week. Um, am I allowed to do the one? The Rebels one? You can do the Rebels one, yeah. but don't pour I'm out happening. too much. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Rebels came back this Monday, three days ago, and it was amazing. I really liked it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but I know what happened. I was sick. I didn't see it. Yes. <laughs> someone dies, and it was sad. It's probably really sad for John, actually. Yes. <laughs> I actually saw him post about it. But, you know, yeah, it was great. Um, I don't want to say who dies yet. Maybe next week. But, no, it was actually really good. They're, 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 they're maintaining the super dark, like, gritty feel that it's been going for, like, the past season and a half. Uh-huh. So, it's really good. It it. Where it's going next week, I'm actually more excited for next week's episodes than this week's because I knew it was going to happen this week. It was kind of like everybody knew, but how they set it up for next week with Ezra, his apprentice, I'm just excited for. Do you think this is going to be like the last season for Rebels? No, no, yeah, it is. They confirmed. Yeah, this is is the last last season. season? But they also, Dave Filoni said it's not the last Star Wars show they're doing, and... This is also not the last time you're going to see some of these characters. So potentially they, they could do a show about Ezra maining it or so, or like have Ezra and Sabine or, you know, whatever they do. Because we know Hera's alive and Chopper are alive. They were in Rogue One. Now, they're, yes, because they're, I was, I was going to say that Rogue One, after Rebels is Rogue One. I, I wonder if they're going to go right after that. Maybe. I want to see what they do because I think... Um, Doing a show about Ezra closer to an adult age, like young adult as a as opposed to teenager, after he's learned about all this stuff, to like tie in what's going on maybe in conjunction with the movies, I think that would be cool. But yeah, I'm hoping for more. My guess is they're probably, at, if not this year at like D23 or something, next year at Celebration they're going to announce the next like animated series. I have a feeling like if it was me, I'm betting that they're already working on it and it's going to take place to some of the characters from rebels, mainly probably Ezra, unless something happens to him at the end of the season, which mm-hmm. I don't think well, will. it would have to be between rogue one and a new hope. Unless but, they want to do between, it alongside the films too. Yeah. Cause I was going to say between <coughs> them, between them, they have maybe what, 10 minutes mm-hmm. because he sees, you know, the, the ship unhooks from the bigger ship and, and starts to leave. And then when you see in a new hope, Oh, it's right there, yeah. 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 I did a super edit where I cut the credits and the opening crawl out of... I I cut the credits out of Rogue One, and I cut the opening crawl out of A New Hope, and I did a super edit. It's just like, so right when you finish Rogue One, it starts. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because that's pretty much how it's supposed to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty much a sequel like that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I would would love to go to D23 just to be able to see, you know, what they're going to release. What they're going to show. Yeah. Because I I think... Because the season ends like March 9th or something, and D23 is always like... Is it May or August? It's like always like early or late summer every year. So that'd be like, if they're already working on something, that'd be perfect to be like, guess what? We know you guys miss Rebels, but this October, this this show we've been working on, right. that mm-hmm. is like a spinoff of Rebels or a focus on this character or, you know, what have you. But I have a feeling that they're already working on something. Are you okay with it? I'm sorry. Are you okay with it being on Disney XD? Because not too much people really have cable anymore. Do you think they should just be, do you think they should go to, 
go through Netflix or another streaming service. But I, like, I believe that only, Disney has some sort of. They're going to be coming out with a. a yeah, they're going to be yeah, coming yeah, out with a streaming okay, okay, service, yeah, and yeah. then like, which they've already announced, like multiple live action Star Wars shows are going to be coming too. And then of course all this stuff. I don't know about Clone Wars because Disney has not Disney. Uh, Netflix has the rights to distribute Clone Wars right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure at one some point, Clone Wars, all that will be on there. Then Rebels is yeah, going to be on Clone there. Wars. I don't mind it too much. Like, I have cable, but I just use, like, when the episodes came out this Monday, Yeah, I just logged on to the on my computer and streamed the episodes okay. there. Because like, you right as soon as they air, you can watch them on demand. Yeah, okay. So I pref- I'd prefer if they had them somewhere better, but it's like... Where you because I don't like the whole concept of like everybody's coming out with their own streaming service. Yeah, I think like everything should just be one place, yeah, like yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that sounds like a monopoly. <laughs> it is. Don't get me wrong. It is. It's only because like paying fifteen dollars for this, paying fifteen dollars for that, for yeah. that, for like it adds up. Yeah. And at some point you're gonna have to choose, but for now it's not too bad. I mean, if as long as you have access to some form, but you I can still watch true. it in is multiple Rebels mediums. Just on on Disney XD cuz I think it's isn't it on the Disney Channel as well? I well, I I thought it was on Disney I I, I think I it's it was on Disney XD. Cuz I think it's like I think it's like ESPN now. There's like four Disney channels. Yeah, yeah, there's and Disney I think Junior, there's the Disney XD Disney Channel is the one that it airs yeah, on. Because they show like a Spider-Man cartoons and all the like the right, cool shit. Right, right. Yeah. I think yeah. they even show like, I'm not 100% sure because I don't watch it actively, but I think uh, they even show reruns of Clone Wars on there. On Disney but I don't, but On I'm Disney not 100% I own sure. all of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch them. Just watch them back, you know, at my leisure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever you please. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. how I watch Star Wars, at my leisure. <laughs> I, I usually flip it on right before I go to sleep, mm-hmm. you know, and I just... I'm watching them over and over, the movies over and over. Yeah, that's what I, I do. I never get yeah. tired of it. Every yeah. night before I go to bed, one of two things goes on my television to fall asleep to, and it's either Star Wars or Star Trek. Okay. Like, yeah, for in a some little while, I was on a Riddick kick, so I was doing the Riddick thing. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to watch those movies. I haven't but been that's a since a whole seen different, those. whole different genre yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for the next week episodes, because they're doing two. Like, this week was two, next week is two. And then the week after that is the last week, and there's three. It's like an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. oh, oh shit. I had some so, friends go up to San Francisco to see the to see the premiere of it, and they actually got to see four different shows. So, oh, wow. Oh, they, they, they get to see the first four yeah, episodes? Oh, the those... first four episodes, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. I have, I have a feeling it's not going to happen until like one of the last two episodes of the last week, but Ian McDermott's playing, doing the voice. He The guy who played Palpatine, he's doing the voice of Palpatine in the show now. So I'm like, wait, I have a feeling it's not going to be next week. Palpatine yeah. just They're shows save up it everything. He's just everywhere. Like, I don't know what his schedule is like. It's jam-packed, but he's he's free. Yeah, because he's always, you know, you can see it in all the Star Wars movies. He's got his hand everywhere. You yeah. Know, For a guy yeah. that lounges in a chair, he has a yeah. lot of extra He has a lot of range. <laughs> <laughs> he's always got stuff, you know, he's got his finger on the pulse of whatever's yeah, happening. Yeah, whatever's you know? going on, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. He's like the, the galaxy, you know, the, the guy who's got all the media control yeah. of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a thing, but he kind of does. There's like... um. <laughs> he has state-run media for the galaxy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Controls, everything. Controls everything. Everything. Which they actually kind of allude to in Rebels. There's a bar in like the first two seasons I always go to on Lethal. And I'm trying to remember correctly, like either it was happening all the time. Because it was like a Rebels bar. But it, it was still under an Imperial occupation. He's got And clones. during the time. And then when <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, that too. That too. When the. Uh, 
when stormtroopers would come into the bar, like everything would flip to like imperial propaganda or something. It was really cool. Hmm. That just but shows he, you how deep it is. Yeah, yeah, but if he's a clone, you know, he's made clones of himself. And I'm sure he's gone to Ken, Clint. I can't say the name. Kino. Uh, Camino. Camino. Uh-huh. I'm sure he's talked to them about making some clones for himself. Oh yeah, for sure. So there's a possibility. That you would assume he has like Plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way down right. to Z. You would yeah. assume so. Yeah. You would assume so until he gets thrown into a reactor by yeah. his princess. <laughs> well, that's just one of his one of his selves. Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> That's just, just one of himself. And, you know, he he really, in, in the book, in his book, he want, really concentrated on trying to stay alive. He mm-hmm. wanted, he was really, him and his master were really into staying alive. They wanted to live forever. Yeah. You know, that doesn't happen. Cause yeah. the, because the, um, the apprentice always yeah. takes out the master. <laughs> the master. Which is funny because I think it's actually canon, too. Like, before Palpatine, it was the rule of two. Yeah. In the... And one day the apprentice will defeat the master and usurp him and everything. But when Palpatine came into power, he changed it to the rule of one. And yeah. he was the only like full on yeah. Sith Lord. He can never be usurped. He would never tell Vader everything to be like. So that just goes to show you how crazy with wanting to stay alive he was. Was He literally changed thousands of years of, of, of Sith culture, yeah, to stay in power, well, there to benefit was, him. Well, yeah. there was only him because he, you know, they took out everybody, so it was only him. Mm. So he had that. He had that choice. He could do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a scumbag! That's right. <laughs> hot happenings. Yeah, that's hey, hot happenings. Okay, so our top ten songs. I will go first. Yes. Now the music from Star Wars is almost as famous. As the as the movies themselves, and it's been used in everything from dance music, commercials, and other TV and TV shows, and other movies as well. Even in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it was used in that. But for number ten, I'm going to go from ten to one. Augie's Municipal Band from Phantom Menace. To me, I love it because I love to see those Gungans marching down the street. I love it. Number nine, Birth of the Twins, Padme's Destiny from Revenge of the Sith. And the, I love this song. It gives me the feels. You have the, the birth of the twins, the death of Padme. Lord Vader becomes more man, more machine than man. And it's the loss of, a, um, of the Republic and the birth of an empire. It's a very deep song. I love it. Um, and I was listening to it in the car on the way over here. Number eight. <laughs> Star Wars theme song. I love this one because it's just as famous as as the movie itself. And I mean, you can just every time you hear it, you see that scroll going yeah, by, you know, yeah. in, the, in the sky. I love it. Number seven. Grievous speaks to Lord Sidious from Revenge of the Sith. I like this one because it has a Phantom of the Opera sound. It's really powerful, and I love General Grievous because he's always coughing and he's got a cold. The, the guy cracks me up, so I, I <laughs> love it. Um, Anakin versus Obi-Wan is my number six from Revenge of the Sith. Always makes me cry. And so it's, the movie always makes me cry. So it's no surprise that the song would make me cry too. It's the end of a friendship, a brotherhood, and a love. Anakin chooses the dark side. Obi-Wan, the higher ground. Yeah, the higher ground. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he steals his saber too. As a matter of fact, he yeah, steals he does. Anakin's he does. Saber. He does. He takes that He's trophy. Like, yeah, I gotta, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like his trophy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Number five, Ray's theme from um, The Force Awakens. It's sweet and simple like the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, March of the Resistance from um, The Force Awakens. This song makes me feel like I want to get up and fight, and since I'm a rebel, that makes a whole lot of sense. Number three, Rogue One from the movie Rogue One, and I love that soundtrack. Um, I love the way the song sounds. I love the way it's put together. It's a marching song, and it makes you feel like something is going to happen. Mm. Number two, I had two favorites from that, uh, from, for my number twos, um, and they're both from Rogue One. First one, he is here for us, and it screams, he's here for us. I just, It's a very powerful song. makes you want to get up and run because he's going to beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then second is Hope. And, and this one is when you see Lord Vader step onto the scene. He's at the end of the ship. You know, you, he's coming through the ship, and he's beating up all of these rebels. Yeah. And they're trying to get the plans out the door, you know, and you're, you're feeling it. You know, when you're seeing the movie and you're hearing the music, you're feeling that. It, it's just real powerful. But then you, you see Princess Leia and the music change. Oh, my God, I love it. Um, it just has a great sound to it. Number one. It is Imperial March from A New Hope. You can almost see those stormtroopers coming along with Darth Vader. Um, so I have two that were didn't make it onto the list, but those were my mention, the, my favorable mentions here. And one is Duel of Fate from Phantom Menace. Love Darth Maul. You just gotta love yeah, him. I'm yeah. <laughs> can't help it, kind of. You can't help it. You see that face with those horns. You see the way he's jumping around. I, ah! And the and the, dual, the double saber. I love it. Yeah. And then my second one, <clears throat> excuse me, my second one is Imperial Suite from Rogue One. And I like this one because they're standing at the window and you can see the Death Star being built. Mm-hmm. You know, you're... We didn't see it being built in the movie A New Hope. We just see it show up. Yeah. So in Rogue One, we're seeing it actually being built. And when you see Lord Vader standing there looking at it being built and you hear this music, it's just it's just fantastic. It is it is the time a high a high point for the empire. Power. Mm-hmm. Absolute power. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good list. All right, who yeah. wants to go? Who wants to go second? Uh, I'll go second. All right. Okay. No, no particular order, if that's okay. No, not that's at good? all. That's good. Okay. So uh, first, I have a uh, Anakin's dark deeds, uh, Star Wars Episode Three, killing um, them kids. Yeah, and, and, and that's <laughs> that's why the music changed up when that part happened. And, yeah. And just that moment was really, really big and also very, very gross and evil, but. It happened. It happened. We can't run away from it. It happened. Yeah. We saw it with our own eyes. Unfortunately, so did Obi Wan. Yeah, and I and I and I do like how. Um, of course, instead of you can't, you don't see him slaughtering the kids. Just you know, it's there. You know, I know. What it's happened. like well, he they could have cut that scene out too, where he just ignites the lightsaber at the kids because we know it happened. Yeah, exactly. like, exactly. still alive, and you see Anakin lift his his saber. His, yeah, yeah, exactly. True. Very, very true. So that 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 would be that's one of them. Uh, Battle of the Heroes, Star Wars Episode Three, also. Woo! Uh, yeah, uh, I had the Cantina Band, of course, the infamous Cantina Band, Star Wars sound. One of my friends sampled that for me also, like a long yeah. time ago. So, shout out to my friend Derek Ramos. Love you, man. Uh, Yoda's theme, Star Wars trilogy, Yoda. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I mean, like we talked about last week, no one really knows where Yoda's from, and that's kind of how the music was for me. Yeah, it's, it's kind of mysterious. It's really, mysteri- kind of, yeah. really mysterious. Yeah, exactly. Raise questions. We don't know. We don't know exactly where he's from. There's exactly. no indication and yeah. I, since he's 900 years old there's no 
there was no record of it. Yeah, you know? it makes yeah the mystery. You know that's the the, the mystery behind the music. That's why I like that one. Also. Yeah, because the Jedi Temple stood for what a thousand years. Yeah, and so he shows up into his first hundred. And so he's he's <laughs> and, and that's still he's that's the, fairly the beginning too, as far as like his his age along with where the temple was built. So right, I mean, Yoda's right. seen it all. Yeah, if you really think about it, uh, Anakin versus Obi Wan, like yourself, Ooh. Uh, the higher ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we <laughs> all know that, why. Just that whole battle scene, you know, when they're exactly you see that they're really fighting. You know, you see in their eyes that they're both really fighting this out, and they're. You know, there it's really a good versus evil Evil, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt, (laughs) without a doubt. Uh, Anakin's betrayal uh, episode, a lot of episode three in mind, just because to me episode three had like some of the the best music. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. To me, it feels like it was, it was really written with a lot lot of heart. heart. Exactly, because sad shit was gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) It was just gonna be really, really sad, and and that's why I feel, I I feel like that. Yes. Uh, The binary sunset, just because, like the, you know, like we spoke about last time, um, with all the bad shit that goes on in the galaxy, just the the normalcy of this part, actually getting to see the sunset. This is the time you guys you could all the bad stuff going on. You could actually check out the sunset and it's going down and it's it's a mood. It's a good mood. It's a good mood, but yeah. But you have to remember, Luke did not want to be on the planet. You know, he was yeah. not happy about being yeah. on that rock. Yeah, and you can hear that in the music also too. Yeah, just that 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 night that sunset though is really is really captivating. Uh, and have Star Wars the main the main title. Yeah, that's infamous for all of us. It grabbed us all first. <laughs> yes, so we we all could understand that. Who doesn't remember your eyes popping out when you first hear that song? I remember yeah. just being mad I didn't read some of the stuff. Yeah, because it's going it's going fast and you're trying to read it all. So you're just trying to just keep up with what's reader. going on, what's going on, what's going. You know, so you just catch things. So you have to watch it again, and then you get you get to read it all over again. Across uh, the Stars, Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, and Ooh. then uh, honorable mention for me. Is I don't know the song title. I didn't bring it up here, but it's the opening for. It's from the video game, uh, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed, and it's the opening. Oh yeah, opening music where you play as Darth Vader. You go to um, Kashyyyk, Kashyyyk, and you and you go find the uh, your soon to be apprentice. So wow, the, that's those are my top ten Star Wars songs. I actually have the Unleashed books. There's two of them. I have the. Oh wow! Yeah. Ah wow. <laughs> I have those books, so I can't wait to read those. Okay, yeah, we need that actually. Oh, it's my turn now. Yes. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go from ten to one. Uh, number ten is the Darth Vader's entrance in Rogue One. He's slaughtering people. First time on screen, Yoda's. I mean, not Yoda. Darth Vader slaughters people. Yeah, and you know, it's, <laughs> it's important. Yeah, you don't see this. Is the first time we see him wield a lightsaber. If you yeah. stop and think about it, you know, before a New Hope, if if we're gonna go. If you're going to say, I've never seen A New Hope, and you're seeing Rogue One, this is the first time you're seeing him wield that lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Life the lifesaver. You know, yeah, you're, it's more important because you're seeing him kill people that aren't his own for the first time right. after he's in the suit. Like, everybody he kills outside of Captain Antilles in A New Hope and the original trilogy are all his own dudes. Yeah. And then even Palpatine, his own dude, you know. Yeah. So I just I I love that scene for multiple reasons. And he actually doesn't kill Obi Wan. Obi Wan becomes a Force ghost before that. Yeah. See, that one doesn't even count. Him. Yeah, it doesn't count because he goes to swing at him and he disappears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but does does um, Darth Vader grab his saber? I think he did. He does. Yeah, he does. He picks, I think he picks it up. 
I don't think he picks up in the movie though, but I think like in the lore he, he, take, he takes he takes it. He takes it. You can see his boot like on the I'm serious. You, all you see is a robe and he puts his boot on the ground to try and see where is it? Where'd he go? <laughs> huh? He's like, what? This is Ant Man. Where is he? <laughs> but I mean the, the fact that he steps on the boot, I mean he puts his boot on the on the cape, I'm like, Well, what does he think? You know, that it's Well he didn't know that Jedi could do that. Only at the time Qui Gon Jinn and unless they retcon it somehow, but Qui Gon Jinn, Yoda, and Obi Wan are the only people who oh. because remember Obi Wan didn't even find out until after his duel with Darth Vader, and Yoda's like, "Yeah, your old apprentice wants to have some words with you, right?" While right. you're in your exile, yeah. so does Anakin hear Qui Gon when he's telling Anakin no when he's killing the Sand People? That's a good question. Or is it Yoda just hearing it? That's a really good question. I'm thinking it's probably. I'm assuming it's probably Yoda just because he might be just a little bit more in tune with. The other and side. An- Anakin was probably really angry and not paying attention. Did I say he? Anakin probably had the ability to hear it, but he didn't. Yeah, because he does in Clone Wars. He does have. He sees his mother. In Clone Wars, he knows, but that is bef- that is before that. On um, Clone Wars, he he sees his mother in a dream too. They go to the they go to the planet where the the brother and the sister. Oh the yeah, that's right. That's there. right. But before that, in in um. Revenge of the Sith, you know, you see, you hear, um, you hear Qui-Gon and you see, you know, Yoda sitting there and he oh, knows yeah, something and, is Oh, yeah, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. yeah. When he goes there to oh. slaughter them all. Yeah. Um, let's see, number nine is Theme of the Force, Binary Sunset. When you... Okay, yeah. Ooh. Because it's pretty. Um, <laughs> you know what? That's really true, though. It is really beautiful. If, when you think about it, even though that movie... Is cut to be fast paced. It's not fast paced. Uh-huh. But since it was cut to be, be fast paced, when Luke is out there looking at it, that's like it's like breathing. Like you could sit down and breathe as an audience to catch up before all the oh, more intense oh, exactly, stuff, stuff happens. Exactly. Exactly. But it's like his dad too. His dad wanted to see the galaxy, mm. and he wants to see the galaxy. He wants to see it yeah, as well, just yeah. like his father. Yeah. I think anybody yeah. on that planet wants to see the galaxy. <laughs> to get off the planet. <laughs> oh look, sand. <clears throat> More sand. <laughs> but it seems like everybody goes there. It seems like everybody goes there because Qui-Gon goes there and he meets Anakin there. Luke ends up there. You know, Obi-Wan is there. It's a big old party. They're all it there. It is. It's a big old... I'm surprised it hasn't been in the... Uh, has it? No, it hasn't. I'm surprised it hasn't been in the uh, sequel series yet. Yeah, well, give it time. Give it time. When I saw Jakku, I was like, at that first trailer, I was like, oh, look, they put Tatooine in this one too. But no, it was Jakku. Um, number eight is, uh, Geonosis Yoda entrance when he comes in with all the oh, yes. clone troopers when the Jedi are surrounded. What does he say? Oh yeah. Around the survivors of Perimeter Create. Yes. <laughs> which I still maintain people are getting killed because of those orders. Cause it takes so long. Like he says it for like three seconds and it's in reverse. I was like, what? Everyone's like, by, like, like by the time they get the orders, they go, oh yeah, we know what we're doing. It's like. They're already gone. They're but dead. you know what? He made it sound like it made sense. It's all backwards, and everybody's like, "What? What?" Yeah. <laughs> but that's at least the clone or the clone troopers just like, "Yes, sir." Like not yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Like what? <laughs> so I imagine there was some training with that too. Um, Emperor Palpatine theme is number seven, just because it's ominous. I mean, like Ooh. when, yeah. like Luke and Vader come into the Death Star and Palpatine's in the throne room, just that ominous choir core. Right. I mean, choir score with like nothing else going on. I love it. I love him in that chair. He doesn't even move. <laughs> you know, he's just putting his hand down. He's got the saber there. He doesn't even move around. Fun fact about that chair, the 
spinny thingy they couldn't figure out a way to spin it with him just sitting in it like mechanically so he, that's why his robe is so long his little feet he's mo- he's moving the chair moving oh, yeah wow. as an actor he's he's the one moving the chair <laughs> back and forth with his feet no jedi mind tricks with for him moving that chair uh number six is darth plagueis theme the theme that plays when during the orchestra during the what's what is it um the, oh, I know. Winter. The opera. They're in the, the opera, opera, and yeah, the one he's where telling him like about the story. Weird bubbles. Yeah, down yeah, there. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't get it, but wow, that was a really powerful thing, and Anakin should have caught on right there. That, right then and there, huh? Yeah, oh yeah, it was very powerful. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you know all this? I would have agreed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if I ever heard about the Sith legend, yeah. what are you a politician <laughs> hearing about it for? Uh, but nobody puts that together. No one puts any of that together. Like, they add him up with... They can sense that there's a Sith Lord, but no one is putting that together. How they're how he's, how That's he's what's doing this. That's f- pretty frustrating, too. It's yeah. the he's dogmatic there. narrow right view there. of the Jedi. Yeah. Palpatine says it. Yeah. They, they basically created the situation for themselves to never guess that it was him yeah. until he yeah. reveals it. Yeah. yeah. Um, number five is Ahsoka versus Darth Vader from Rebels. Okay. It's pretty. I like it. <laughs> That's the reason for a lot of these songs. They're pretty. Um, number four is the Imperial March from Clone Wars. At the end, when Bail Organa, Palpatine, and all the other dudes are watching the uh, Star Destroyers take off from Coruscant with all the clone troopers. Oh, yeah. I like that one because it's way more bellicose than the original imperial march yeah i think it's kind of cool because you can see they're standing up on that balcony right yeah and you can you can see all of those troops and they i think they realize there's a lot of there's a lot of dudes here you know and at any time something serious can happen yeah i think they kind of had an idea of you know they were thinking how did this how did this army get built without us even knowing if Uh, it wasn't for the dart (laughs) yeah if it wasn't for that right under our noses yeah Let's see. Oh, yeah, my top three now. So these are the three that will never change. Number three is Into the Trap from Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. which is when Lando Calrissian and all of them come out of light space and goes into the whole Admiral Akbar. It's a trap thing. Yeah. That's just, a, once it's again, a trap. Bellico- it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Uh, once again, really bellicose. So I, li- I like all the war stuff, like the actual, based on like what we do for uh, like war uh, scores in our own world. Like I like how they translate them to that. Yeah. I live in another galaxy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two is Ahsoka leaves the Jedi Order oh, from Clone so Wars. Sad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like an amalgam goodness. of multiple yeah. Star Wars themes yeah. and a new theme too. It's really great. Yeah. And then number one is the ultimate is a Jedi's Fury, which is when Luke is like never and starts attacking Darth Vader once again. Very coral. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my top ten. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we had a pretty good list, everybody. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we but you know, we all view it differently. We all see and hear the music differently and it's how we enjoy it or what we see in our in our mind. Oh, I hear this song and I, I think of this, or I hear this song and I think of this. Yeah. Or this is the reason why I like the song or you know, they, they they're all they all ring true and special for everybody. Exactly. Know, it's just it's just how we all see it and how we all, you know, our different opinions on, exactly. the, on the music. Yeah. And we all have, we all came, we all, uh, the reasons why we chose our songs are pretty cool. Like the difference of why we chose what. Right, right. Why we chose yeah. the songs. And yeah. I think, you know, we, we did talk about soundtracks making a difference in movies. And 
what a lot of these a lot of the movies you see sometimes the soundtracks are really bad you know but other yeah. times you'll hear a soundtrack and it just draws you into the movie like the batman ones now you know all of the batman exactly music, yeah. you know it just draws you in yeah and the same thing like like we were talking about the matrix that mm -hmm. is like i said one of my favorite soundtracks? favorite soundtracks yeah. okay but from the first matrix not the second one was not so good not so good <laughs> the second one was not so good for numerous reasons i still like all three of them every time i watch the matrix i have to watch all three of them at the same time yeah exactly but i kind of yeah. expected it to end differently you know, I didn't expect mm. it to end the way it did, mm. but I think he needed to do that, you know, in order to to keep the peace. You yeah. know, it's yeah. it's some movies you see it's almost a Star Wars kind of theme. Yeah. You know, I, I, some movies follow that same, same path. Yeah, yeah, the same path, the same. Yeah. yeah. I would I would think yeah, I would think so. I mean, Star Wars for a lot of directors, you you hear you when you ever, if you ever see like a director have an interview like Star Wars like plays a big part. Yeah. With cuz that Star Wars is probably for the reason for a lot of these directors, like why they even got into film. Right. Oh yeah, because you know they James saw Cameron. Yeah, the guy who did yeah. Terminator, Aliens, yeah. Avatar, Titanic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I was just, I was just listening. He was to a right. truck driver actually. Yeah, and he saw Star yeah. Wars. Right, and he's Cooler like, too. I could do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all like every director, especially like for the past forty years, yeah, draws some kind of inspiration. Star Wars. Right, right. You know, you, you go know. to the movie theater and you see Star Wars and you're thinking, I. You know what? I got an idea for something. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I can I can do this. And I and I think that the music, like I said, it plays a big part in it. Absolutely. You know, because this this music is so. I mean, I love John Williams. I had a chance to meet him um, when we were at the movie premiere, and I could barely get a word out to tell him <laughs> how much I loved him. I was so like, nervous to tell him. I, uh, I was just <laughs> like thinking about it. It comes to my mind. Like Star Wars is probably one of the only mediums. Like or intellectual properties that has been influenced by things to a high degree, and then influenced things to like a high degree, and like and in the same genre. Like one of my favorite ones is the original Star Trek series. George Lucas took that as inspiration to make Star Wars more faster, <coughs> you know, more more. Uh, <laughs> what is it like? Like more thematic. Like he he wanted Star Trek, but with vehicles that went fast, with big dogfights and everything. And then you go to the Star Trek films that came out right at, right when these ones were coming out, and they took inspiration from the Star Wars films. And it's like it's like that for a bunch of even like comic Space books balls. and stuff. Spaceballs too. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite things uh, is all the Star Wars, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, everything out of Spaceballs. Yeah. But that, just Mel Brooks in general. He's my all time favorite <laughs> film director. I have all his movies on Blu-ray. You uh, those stinking badges, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, I was thinking about that movie now. That's the movie. Have you seen Spaceballs? Yes. It is so good. I just love how like they take the Star Wars from it, and, the, and they really don't change anything, but no, just the atmosphere any, it's in makes it humorous. <laughs> so when you see the same things in Star Wars, you go, oh, I get why well, that's funny now, because you're able to like connect the dots. Uh, now i got to watch that movie tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but the music does play a big part. Absolutely. In, in the in the movies themselves, you know, you sit there and you just are drawn in. And I mean, it takes a lot to write those. And I mean, especially for me for for Revenge of the Sith. It it was like we said, so heartfelt and so powerful because there it this was just a, the empire was coming in, the Jedi were all going to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was going to be done just by this one man, but 
it's everything that played in there. And like you said, the even at the concert when they when they were sitting at the concert, Anakin and Insidious are sitting there talking about how he killed his master. But Anakin's not getting. I'm telling you what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> he's not understanding it. And yeah. not even is he telling him. He's looking at him like. By the way, you know, like yeah. he's giving him those eyes, like hint, hint. Yeah, but doesn't get. He just get was. It. He just was a kid that was just so. He he didn't understand that was what was going on. You know, he didn't understand everything. He was so desperate to save Padme, so desperate that he was willing to do anything. Yeah, everything and anything it yeah. took. Yeah, any and yeah. For sure. No, yeah. that's the point. Like, as soon as he said, oh, yeah, there's a power in this world that could save people from death, he neglected everything yeah, else in that yeah, conversation. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. He was like, tell me your story, but did not pick up on the literal, like, red flags. That you was know? right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was even, you know, willing to take out his own because he takes out the kids, but he also, yeah. Mace Windu comes in, and he, he tries to kill him as well. Exactly. And Mace Windu was really close to killing Sidious. He yeah, was he was. Really he was right close. there. Yeah, yeah. He should have just swung at him. I wish he <laughs> And that's that's the part that pays me to this day. It's like, swing it faster. Yeah, just kill him. Just don't even <laughs> yeah, waste any yeah, time. Yeah, don't even waste any time. Just, just get it over it. with. Because yeah. he had him. He had him at the window. All he had to do was boom. Yeah. And, and get him, but he doesn't do that. That's one of those like moments that's in like almost every great film that has something like... Even in like Titanic, you know what the ending is. Right. But as soon as like things start happening, you're like, you're tricking yourself. You're going, Mace Windu's gonna kill Palpatine. Yeah. Or the Titanic ain't gonna hit the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> you're like doing all this stuff, but it's so good that it still tricks you into yeah, like. That's what leads yeah. to like your disappointment too. Like you're, ah. But I still think Mace Windu's alive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. I think he jumped out and landed somewhere. And because, that was just underground living. Like yeah. Just, because I'd like he to does, think he is, yeah. Yeah, he jumped from that balcony on Geonosis, at, like our radio station, and he was <laughs> he was on the ground fighting, but he jumped pretty far. It looked like it was pretty far. Yeah. So he had that ability. So I think he's still alive somewhere. Absolutely. He's out there training. Who knows who he's training? Maybe he'll be something that we see in, in the next, instead of Rebels, the next Star Wars cartoon. Two. I would love to see that. Yeah. That would be cool. Everybody was hoping that he would appear in Rebels, too. And then, like, same with Boba Fett. Like, I want to see more Boba Fett stuff. I mean, there's supposed to be... Well, there was a movie in development. They there had could to, still be. No, yeah. The, I, I imagine... Because what happened was... Um, the guy who directed the Fantastic Four remake... Yeah. Was tagged to do the, <laughs> the, the, the Boba yeah, Fett one. Yeah. And when that thing came to theaters, they were like, no. Yeah. The, <laughs> but, like, it was already in development, so... You ruined it for yourself, though. Hopefully... It comes out, though. I want that Boba Fett film. Yeah. More than anything. Although, I don't want them to retcon it because it hasn't been, like, as far as I know, it hasn't been, like, 100% officially confirmed, but due to conversations in Clone Wars, there's insinuation that Jango Fett is not a Mandalorian. He just wore Mandalorian armor. Armor, yeah. But it's like, no. He better be a Mandalorian. Don't give me that crap right now. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, he has to be. He has to be. You know, because the the type of person that he was, that's why they cloned him. Because yeah. because of the type of person. The Mandalorians that he was. would be like the perfect clone army to have. Right, yeah. right. Plus, like they, I think the conversation goes something like Obi Wan's there, and he's like, you know, I fought one of your people before. You know, Jango Fett bounty hunter, blah blah blah, and the guy looks at him and goes, "Oh, that he was nothing more than a mere common bounty hunter wearing, uh, you know, Mandalorian armor." Oh, but yeah. it was insinuated like. 
it was like a political tactic. Like, no, that doesn't count. That ignore that. That's not responsible for you know Death Watch and everything yeah. else. So that's how I interpreted that conversation. Was just him trying to justify it from his point of view that no, don't worry about that because it has nothing to do because they're trying to hide the whole Death Watch thing on Mandalore. Yeah. I think that's what that was, but a lot of people have interpreted it to be, well, he's not Mandalorian. But I hope he's Mandalorian because Mandalorians are is. the greatest I, thing ever. I, I actually <laughs> think he is because of the type of race they picked they picked them to for the clones because they're they're talking about it. They were talking about it on um Camino. Of, yeah, they were yeah. talking yeah, about how they how they picked the different, you know, how they came yeah. to this guy yeah. being the clone. Yeah. Being number one. Being number one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. being number one. Right, because it was something about them yeah. that they were able to do it. Because I think the, the different species, they weren't able to do it mm-hmm. because of, you know, uh, obedience or growth patterns or different things like that. Well, I think they actually talked about that in the novelization. Right. Yeah, because I, I, I remember reading that like 10, 15 years ago now. God, I'm old. Um, but the novelization for that one. Of books. <laughs> and the novelization of Revenge of the Sith 2 is actually really interesting because, like, you remember how Palpatine appoints Anakin to the Jedi Council, but then he gets angry because he's not a Jedi Master? If I'm remembering correctly, in the books it was because he wanted the rank of Jedi Master to have access to all the ancient holocrons so he could learn how to save Padme. So right. he wasn't angry because he just wanted the title. He wanted it because of for a reason. And yeah, another interesting cool thing at the there's like a lot of cool small things like that that you don't need in the movies, but once you learn about them, they make like the story more make, make woven more, and make more yeah, sense. Right, right. Yeah. And that would make sense why he would want to. But for him to think he knows how this Jedi order works. He yeah. knows how it works. But for him to get mad that he's not they said you can be on the council, but you're not a master. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of loses control. I want to be a master. Well, I'm sorry. You're throwing a hissy fit. You're not going to be because you haven't gone through what... I, I think each step you have to go through training. Yeah. And so he's mad because he's not that master, but he hasn't earned that title. Yeah, technically he couldn't be a master too if they're sticking to this part of canon where... Because to be a master, one of the prerequisites is you have to train a, a Jedi to... Jedi Knighthood, mm-hmm. he never trained he never Ahsoka. Did. Well, oh, technically, but... he kind of did because when Ahsoka came, when Ahsoka proved that she was innocent, the yeah, council said, We will take it. you back, and this was your Jedi Knight trial. We will grant you the rank of Jedi Knight. So, technically, she would have been a Jedi Knight, right. yeah. but she didn't accept it. So, Maybe that's, that's like one of those things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like. Uh, that that's one of the things that could be argued from both point of view at, on the Jedi Council. Like, True. no, you can't have master. You didn't do this one thing you were supposed well, to do. You yeah. know, you wonder. You have to wonder if it takes Anakin back to when he was a little child, because when he's standing there as an eleven-year-old, mm-hmm. they told him you're too old. Then, then even Mace Windu said, "You're, you know, we don't want you. We don't want you yeah. as a as a Padawan." And you can see the anger in his face then. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. You, you see it then. So I wonder if he goes back to that when they're told, when they're telling him, you cannot be a Jedi Master. Oh, yeah, I have a thing that's, you know, I think that's like definitely there. a part of it. Yeah, he's standing there like, this is outrageous. How can you do this? Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about the prequels, though, is like every film, Mace Windu's just like looking down. I'm like, no, you can't, boy. Yeah, like, yeah, everything. Yeah. Or like when he's like, yeah. what? This is outrageous. I can't be a Jedi Master. He's like, sit down. or like, 
visually slapping him in the face as hard as he can, like backhand <laughs> slap. Discipline, yeah, not motivation I think slap. Wendu like just had like just had like an intuition or something about yes. him though. Yeah, I think you know? him and Yoda had something. In, in, in the episode of Clone Wars when um and I just was watching this maybe last week, uh when that that beast came to what was that beast? Oh, that? the um you know what exactly. It was the Godzilla talking. episode yeah, from yeah, uh, yeah. Malastare. Yeah, yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and even and even um, Mace Windu when when the when Chancellor, uh, when Palpatine is is like uh, they tell him like no you know just leave the beast here you don't have to like yeah. take it anywhere else. Mace Windu even in the even in the, the Clone Wars the show he even gave him a look like what the fuck like why would you want to keep it? you know like, <laughs> like I don't know about this guy you, yeah, you know what I mean yeah. so even in the Clone Wars cartoons they even gave him that attitude like right. I don't know about this guy you and know in the mean? books the same thing in the yeah. books they give him a hard time now it's Yoda Mace Windu and even Obi-Wan because mm-hmm. Obi-Wan said the boy is dangerous yeah. Zillow Beast you know? Zillow Beast that's what it was Zillow they, Beast they, they, the Godzilla themed yeah, episodes from yeah, Star Wars yep, yep. but these are the three people he takes out you know, he wants to take out. He wants these guys gone. Yeah. You know, and even though Yoda doesn't get killed, he he, he does still is chase, defeated. Yeah, he's defeated and he chases he's defeated, them yeah. away. Chases them off. Yeah, when he's when they're fighting in the um in the in the, <coughs> in the senators mm-hmm. in the Senate. Oh my gosh, he's coming off that ship and his nails are. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. he gave me the chest. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Like, it's it's like filmmaking one hundred and one. That's one of my favorite scenes too because. What's happening is it's cutting between two scenes. Anakin and Obi-Wan and Yoda and Sidious fighting. And there's this really cool cinematography going on where as the duel between Yoda and Sidious gets longer and you could tell Yoda is going to lose, yeah. things start happening. Like the Senate, uh, his his podium animal starts rising, which is like showing the rise of the empire. Oh, wow. Then he's throwing, I didn't think about that. Yeah. He's throwing the cars that the senators sit in saying he's destroying the Senate. Right. So like there's a lot of really cool cinematography oh, and stuff right, going on. Right. Cool. Power of suggestion right there. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I when I say I love film, it doesn't mean, oh, I just love watching movies. I analyze yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, because I never even thought about that. You know, I never even thought that, you know, it's yeah, the symbolism. Rise of the, yeah, 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 I never yeah, even absolutely. thought about that. Yeah, the symbolism different. in the movies is great when yeah. you sit down and just look at it. That's why I was talking, like, in other conversations we have, like, stuff like between politics, race, language, all that. It's all there. You just have to pay attention to it. It's, peel back the layers. Yeah. Yeah. Because when Lucas wrote this stuff, yeah, he wanted to write a space opera in the vein of Flash Gordon. But Lucas was also an anthropologist by training at school before he went into filmmaking. And um, like uh, Joseph Campbell, who's a famed anthropologist too, he was like super influential on Lucas in terms of, you know, mythology, anthropology, all this stuff. And Lucas literally took it and put it into Star Wars. That's why Star Wars makes sense to everybody who watches it, whether they like science fiction or not, they could still get the underlying themes because it's about the same things that are prominent through every single iteration of culture and history. You know, the guy, the the uh, the boy who goes on an adventure, the wizard who helps lead him along the way, the unforeseen character Yoda yeah. who yeah. helps him too that you think nothing of, but yeah. turns out to be super important. It's all there. You just have to know where to look. Wow, I would have never thought. And then That's the crazy, music, huh? yeah. And then the music all ties into that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was smart. To, to put John Williams in charge of that. Oh, because yeah. Because John Williams really knew how to tap into it and make it, make it that, give it that sound that's iconic. Yeah. Think about it this way. That scene with, in the opera with Darth Plagueis, I mean, Darth, well, talking about Darth Plagueis being Sidious and 
Anakin, when you're when you're watching that scene, you're focused on that story. Right. Everything else is kind of tuned out. But if you take that just ominous, ambient, choral, choirical score out from behind it, it, like, it almost loses half of its meaning. Right. But you don't immediately, you're not listening to that scene for the music, you're listening to it for the story. But like I said, if you take the, the music, music out, the music, the music really sells it, it. Yeah. up to 150%. So the music, that's why everything's integral with the music. That's why almost every scene in Star Wars has some form of score behind it, even if it's so light you barely hear it, is because it's helping to sell that scene. So yeah. that's what's great. Like, even, um, I think the only scene that I remember off the top of my head that doesn't have a score is, I have to watch it again, but I think it's the Leia scene and. No, not the Leia scene, but um, the Star Destroyer going into hyperspace scene in Episode Eight, where they where they uh, use the Rebel ship to destroy the the supremacy. Oh yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the sound Rebels. cuts out for like fifteen seconds. It's just, yeah, it's just like just dead silent. Yeah. Because I think they wanted to make a point. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they now why didn't anyone think to do that before to turn a ship around and, and drive, drive it a... right? Yeah, they could have div- done that with the Death Star. Well, I don't think they could have done it with the Death Star. Only because, now while the supremacy had been destroyed and was a massive ship, as in it could not move, like, it was still a working ship. People were still on it. So I think, like, if you scale everything, you take, like, a standard ship that size, you compare it to the Death Star, you'll take maybe a few layers of that Death Star out. But you're talking about sacrificing tens, if not hundreds of ships to destroy the Death Star. So then you're talking about money at least one person per ship to do it. Yeah. So sacrifice. So, I mean, that's why, like, that's why everybody's on the internet arguing, like, why is anybody just, this is like a stupid pothole that yeah. they left out. It's well, like, it's not, like, it's not like, really. Yeah. If you think about, if you try to justify it in your brain, it's not. But they leave yeah. a little teeny, like a little teeny area for a ship to go into. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's destroyed so simply. All you have to do is drop a bomb in like a little teeny mm-hmm. spot. And you're going to blow up the Death Star. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're a skilled enough pilot and everything, absolutely. Yeah. You get bullseye womp rats, you can do this. Yeah. That's one of my favorite, my most hated things about Episode 8 too, is that they killed off Admiral Akbar, which, once again, I recognize everything that happens because I'm analyzing as I'm watching it. That was one of those things where, like, when the glass breaks on the bridge, and you see them all sucked out. That was the first thing, the only thing I focused on was Admiral Akbar going, and I was like, no! And it's that a was trap. All, that was <laughs> it's a trap. all they gave him. I was so sad because it's like, come on, even just give me a one-off line like, man, Admiral Akbar's gone. Now we're really screwed or something yeah. like. Because he was, he was the focal point for like the whole rebellion from Clone Wars all yes. the way through this. Outside of Mon Mothma and Leia, mm-hmm. he's arguably the other person responsible for like everything. Yeah, yeah. right, right. But and you they know, just kill him off like that. Well, I think. <laughs> I, I think you're seeing, you know, as they're going forward in the different movies, you're seeing them kill off the past. Yeah. And so maybe there's something to that. You can, because it's now. Oh, time, yeah, I could agree with that. You know, now it's time for a new because they're killing off all the past. He's but, a puppet, though. They could have just kept him. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's a puppet. You don't have to kill off that one. You don't have to worry about, even though um that might have been why now that I think about it. Not only did they killed him off, but maybe he did it so right because the guy who. I couldn't remember if it was the voice or the actual puppeteer, but the guy who does him passed away like uh, about the same time Kenny Baker did wow. around last year. So, or the year before it was 2017 or 2018. It was after they finished filming. I know that, but he died too. I think about that. 
Oh, like in, within the span of like 18 months, Carrie Fisher, Kenny Baker, the guy who did that. <laughs> your name will be remembered somewhere. Someone will correct me online because yeah, I'm not remembering. <laughs> but you know what? The movie came out in what? 1977. And a lot of yes, these people could have been in there. Now, Carrie, we know, was really young. Yeah, but she was. Of, 17, she was like, 18? Yeah, she was 17 or 19 when the movie. I think she was actually 19. And then. Uh, Mark Hamill was early 20s, like 21, 22, and right. then Harrison Ford was like in his early 30s. Oh, okay. So he was significantly older. Oh, yeah. He was he was the oldest member of the cast. That's why. That's one of the many reasons why Lucas chose it. Because originally, Lucas didn't want him because he wanted all fresh faces, and Harrison Ford had been in American Graffiti, Lucas's previous film. Mm-hmm. So he went, but he brought Harrison Ford in during the thousands of people they auditioned as. Um, a guy to deliver lines to people like you're gonna you're gonna talk off of Harrison Ford when you come in and act, and then just he was the only guy who really got the lines, even though he was like, "This is stupid." Well, you know, I <laughs> and that's why that, he ended up being Harrison the, Ford. The fact that he was kind of like a, a bit of a smart Alec, a bit mm-hmm. of a you know, he he fit the part of the smuggler. It yeah. was perfect. Yeah, exactly. You know, he exactly. Fit, he fit that part. So he's a great Indiana Jones as well. He is. I can't. That, yeah, they. <laughs> They they're doing they're getting ready to film the next one oh and he's gosh. coming back for it. I remember seeing the first one, and I was in the movie theater. We were in West Covina, and that big stone was rolling, and I was in the front row, and mm. I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, you never see this. Yeah, stuff. this yeah. is the first time you're seeing it, and it was just mind blowing. It was like a roller coaster ride the entire it's, movie. Oh yeah, I was actually thinking about stuff like that the other day because. Like Indiana Jones, there's like three examples. Indiana Jones with the bear, like with the boulder roll, that would not terrify audience, but they like they would feel like it was really happening. Right, right. Then there was some stuff in the first Star Wars film, and you hope that people were like, "Oh my goodness!" And another one, and the, and this is all in the same time period. You remember late seventies to the mid eighties. Another great one is Alien, the Ridley Scott film. Mm-hmm. Um, once it opened in theaters, it was. It's so different from now because people, they had ushers fainting. People were vomiting. It, but now <laughs> you, you can put that movie in front of a nine-year-old. You can put Star Wars in front of a nine-year-old. You can put Indiana Jones. You can even put Indiana Jones, a Temple of Doom in front of a nine-year-old, the most terrifying one. Mm-hmm. And just because how everything's changed in the past right, 40 years. Right. Like, yeah. like if someone pa- fainted in a movie this year, you'd be like, what the hell kind <laughs> of movie were they <laughs> showing? But think about in Alien, people were passing out. I think, yeah. you know, because that there were, I've really never seen the whole movie. I, I'm not a scary person. It's not scary that scary. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't like that. I just, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. But when the monster's coming out of that person. That's was, what I have to guess it was because yeah. other than that, the Alien itself. Has like something like ten or fifteen minutes of screen time in a two and a half hour movie. movie yeah, right. so it's like. But maybe it it's, was because the the uh, the terror of the insinuation of the terror, terror that yeah. that scared a lot of people. But the Indiana Jones movie, I remember coming out of that movie theater and I was just. It was like you had been on a roller coaster for yeah. two hours. It was just insane. Everyone's hair was off standing up when they oh, came out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have yeah. a really good idea for our channel. What is that? What we need to do is get a dark room. I'll bring my computer, my camera, my mic, everything. And watch dogs? Oh, no. (laughs) This one's even better. There's a game called Alien Isolation, and it's based off the movies. No. And it's a first-person survival horror game. I'll play it. You just sit there and give commentary. Oh, there's just no way. I just go. Oh, I can't even finish either. I'm too... Especially since my room at my house is dark because of my eyesight. 
oh, it just amplifies the horror. And I'm like, nope. I'm I have a couple friends who I want to do that with, like film it, playing it, because I think it'll be funny. But I haven't found anybody who wants to commit to that level of horror yet. I definitely don't do horror movies. No, I don't either. I'm not the Silent Hill or anything like yeah, that. Side no. note with horror video games too, just because I think it's funny, was um, you probably know Doom. That's ba- oh, I was going to say Dead so, Space. That's the scariest. Doom 3 came out in the early 2000s, and it yeah. was like, it went from the ones that like you probably heard of in the 90s where it was just running around shooting things, uh-huh. and it went from that to horror. Yeah. And this is part Star Wars 2, which is why it makes it funny. So in Alaska, when I was in high school, I had my room was in the basement, had no windows or anything, and I was playing that game uh, in the dark. Oh, man. And the only, <laughs> the only light in my room was the TV playing it. And the monster standing behind you? And, <laughs> My friend would argue <laughs> so. And then I had um, lightsabers. They were from back from, you probably seen them back in the late 90s. or so. the master, I uh, know, uh, master replicas. They did like the original ones that you couldn't fight with because they would shatter. I have a mace window. I had master replicas lightsabers. I had a Darth Vader one and another one in my room. They're both red and they were motion censored. I had tied them to be motion censored so they'd turn on when motion sensor comes in. And. As it would happen, my best friend, he just like walked to my house, coming upstairs, hey, David, what are you doing? And two things happened. My TV screen was black from like something happening in the game. And he turns and looks at the TV because he's like, what's going on? And then in the game, uh, a demon popped out, scared oh the crap out of him. Gosh. He came running to the back of my room no. and he didn't realize I had the motion sensor shipped up. So these lightsabers went boom, like, like really bright, really fast and like scared him. He ran out. He's like, I am never coming in your house if you are ever playing that game ever again. And he, ne- he never did. He'd be like, hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, oh, I'm playing Doom right now. You want to come over? He's like, nope. Nope. Yeah, I, come over. I have never. I do not. Oh my gosh. I saw a little bit of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and oh, yeah, all, no. just two minutes of that. I'm like, okay, no. I'm out of here. I, I have just never been that. I do not like horror movies. Yeah, period. I put on Jeepers Creepers one time by accident, like just scrolling through, and I watched it for a little bit. It was I immediately regretted it. I just don't do <laughs> anything horror. I just, just I just I don't, don't get a kick out of it. No, I nothing's don't wrong with it. I just don't get like. I like sci-fi horror and I like old school horror, like Universal Monsters horror. Yeah, I just like, like outside of that like action. Like I want sci-fi. I don't want it to be canon, but I think a really cool experiment would be the. Um, to do like a film or even an anime or animation, whatever, or even a video game of the Star Wars Death Troopers book, which was like Stormtrooper Zombies. Right. Like, I just think that'd be kind of cool oh, because wow. I like. I'm wondering in that book, is it because they're aging? Is it is that the problem? I don't remember. Like, I, I read. I remember I read that I book, have the book once. I'm gonna have to read yeah, it. I read it once when it first came out. Like. Maybe not even ten years ago. That's a, it's a more recent one. Uh-huh. Right. And. Uh, all I remember was I liked it, and I was like, this would be interesting to see in some form of media, just to see it in an iteration that is not written. I'd like yeah. to see them explain a little bit more, because you see in Rebels, you see a couple of, is it Rex, or mm-hmm. Rex is older. But I, I want to know what happens to these guys, you know? You see Rex, well, Rex is in this film right now, in Return of the Jedi, which you're watching. There's a scene where all the Rebels are on Endor, and there's a old with the beard, that is now Rex. They've said that is Rex, so he survives until Return of the Jedi, at least. Then the other two were Commander Wolf, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was, I don't remember his name. Because in Clone Wars, he takes he takes the chip out of his out of his friend's head. Remember his friend? Was that the one he did? Because I remember he took the, I remember they took the one out of his friend's head and he died because this is the one that went haywire. 
And I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think you're right. But then I remember the third one was, I can't remember his name, but he's my favorite character from, uh, my favorite Cone character from this series. He's the one where, you remember the droid missions where the little guy was like inside the droids and uh, R2-D2 yeah, and there was yeah, like yeah. three other astromechs oh, so they yeah, were going yeah, yes. on a mission. And then they crash land on that like just desolate planet. Right. The other clone trooper that's with Rex and Commander Wolf, I think, and Rebels is the clone commando, the original clone commando from... Uh, that's who was like lost there and found out who he was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he had the cool ass armor and everything. Yes, he had that little family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's who he is too, which I love because up until that point, the because Clone Commanders came out in a video game and they were like personally trained by Django Fett. They were the best. They were oh, not sure. as genetically altered as the rest of the clones. But he only mm-hmm. wanted one and, that was genetically Yeah, the altered. only pure one is Boba Fett. Yeah. But these ones were like a step down from yeah. that. Like they, and they were just most efficient thing ever they have the coolest armor ever uh uh, enemy uh marcus has a clone commando helmet oh he does and um uh and after all that happened and the clone wars came out they were technically like retconned a little bit and they didn't count anymore because they had the uh what's rex the kind of trooper he is um arc troopers the arc troopers were like the new commandos but they did it a couple times in the clone wars where they brought in they actually brought the squad from the game. You see them coming in like they retrieved a dead Jedi and they're at the beginning of an episode. And then they showed that commando from that episode too. Right. So they brought them back in and I was like, yes, because I did not want them to, to nix the clone commandos. I'd like, to, I'd like to do that. Do a show about, we talk about the, the different clones, you know. Yeah. My favorite Oh, is, I could do that. <laughs> my favorite is the Clone Wars because I love the armor they're wearing. Obi-Wan, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the first Kenobi iteration so one. Obi-Wan with it. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's a cartoon, but he looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I like I like how they did that, have armored yes. pieces. Because yeah. one of the things I have some I'm gonna do even armor. even though it won't be official for Saber Guild, what I'm going to do with one of my Saber Guild outfits when I get it is I'm going to mod it to where it could be like Saber Guild if we're doing official function, but I'm gonna mod it with armor because Ooh. some of the coolest iterations of That's... the Jedi robes and outfits are from the Old Republic era where there are robes, but they have like chest pieces, gauntlets, right, right. thigh pieces yeah, because yeah. they are at war and they need this armor. Yeah. So I liked in the Clone Wars how they kind of did it with like, you know, just the mantles and the wrist stuff. Right. But I want to do a full like full chest on, piece. Yeah. Oh, the Old Republic. <laughs> the good Old Republic. <laughs> the good yeah. Old Republic. I love it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully more of it stuff comes out soon. I can't wait. Yes, I'd like to see that. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, I want to thank you for listening in to Radio Geonosis, and we will see you next time. Later. Later.